Welcome to another edition of Mortgage Chicks with Hot Tips. My name is Stacy Vanskank. I'm Kim Hairstead. I'm Cindy Walker. And I'm Elizabeth Hull. This week's topic is going to be non-owner occupied. This is a hot topic in the industry. <laughs> radical changes to NOO is what we call it, non-owner occupied. And what that term means is that is a home that someone is not going to occupy as their primary residence year round. So in other words, it's going to be someone's vacation home or second home or an investment property. And like I said, I alluded to earlier, there are a lot of changes in these programs. So what have you found, Cindy, in your research? So this has just come about in the last few months, as we all know. Second homes were always treated like primary residences in that the interest rate was the same. So now um, the only difference with second homes and primary residences was there was 10% down requirement for down payment, and uh, primary residents could get in for 3% or 5% down. Well, that's still the case, 10% down for second homes, but the rates are tough. So now they're not the same as primary residences. Now second homes are basically the same as investment properties unless they put a little bit more than that 10% down and start thinking 25% down. So that's a big change this year, ladies. Well, and another thing that we're seeing a lot of too is bridging appraisal gaps. And especially when you're you're using all your funds, when you're buying a non-owner occupied property, one of the big things you have to have are reserves. So you don't want to overextend yourself on the contract because in some cases, depending on your credit and the whole situation, you could need from two months to four months of reserves. And when I say reserves, what I'm referring to is principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, the payment, at least two to four months of that in the bank after your down payment, your closing costs, and if you're bridging any gaps with the appraisal. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you remember those things. And again, in this tricky market where people are, you know, a little extending themselves a little, you know, far, we want to make sure that you're talking to your lender because you may, your dollars may really affect how you get approved. And that's for every property owned. So if they own numerous numerous homes, it's for every property owned. And also the funds have to be liquid. That's right. And if they're not liquid, we can get the terms and conditions of the liquidation. Right. But it's a big deal. It's mm-hmm. not just, let me give you my 401k statement and I have 100000 right. What if you own five houses? So it's like Correct. you said, Elizabeth, talk to your lender. Right. And especially right. on the 401k, because we can only count a certain percentage mm-hmm. of that. So, I mean, and it can come down to dollars. I know I've been in a few situations. We've been like, down to the don't you have another account somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Please so. have some more money. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. And we have to get terms of liquidation, mm-hmm. you know, to show how, if there's penalties when they liquidate. So it can get yes. tricky. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the things that people don't realize is what is a second home? Like, can I rent my second home? Yeah, you can rent your second home, but you have to occupy it at some point, and you can't rent it for a whole 12-month period. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, you know, rent it to, for the winter for the Florida snowbirds or whatever, and, you know, and then the rest of the time keep it for yourself. But you can rent a second home 
you just have to occupy it. At you least two weeks a year. At least two weeks a year. But mm-hmm. you can't, um, it can't be a short-term rental. That's what I was going to say. Aren't we, we don't, we're sticky about like the VBROs yeah, and the. Especially, right. with, especially if it's a condo. You can't right. do those. We can't do those conventionally anyways. We use those. You know, can we, we do condos anymore anyways? Aren't they that? <laughs> Just They're kidding, guys. So we can. Yeah. <laughs> we so can. no timeshares or anything like that that we can lend on through conventional financing. We do have financing for non-qualified um, mortgages for that very thing. Mm-hmm. But as far as like investment properties, you have to put down at least 15%. It's going to be much better if you put down um, at least 25% or even 30% if you're doing a condo so that we could get Better rates. Better rates and... uh, Slightly easier approval process. Lots easier (laughs) approval. You get a limited review where we don't have to review the whole condo docs and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So investment properties and second homes are a tricky entity to try to purchase these days. And the interest rates are a lot higher. Mm -hmm. But we do have a lot of avenues. Well, in the 15% down on investment property, it's a risk for the PMI companies. Right. So you have to get PMI on those. The PMI factor Which is... Which stands for private mortgage insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the PMI is really expensive on those. It loans. is. Yes, so it you, is. Like you said, you're better off putting 20% down. 25, 30%. In a condo, even yeah. putting more down. Yeah. Especially, mm-hmm. so you know, mm-hmm. you know you can get a better rate and there's not as much red tape to get the condo approved. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, and you know, not to scare everybody away from getting these kind of properties because rents are good right now. Mm -hmm. So passive income with a rental property would be great. And I know a lot of people are worried about being overextended. There are ways that we can use rental income on the property that they're buying to help them qualify. So it's just another great reason to give us a call if you're thinking about buying an investment property or a second home. We can't use, though, um, rental on a second home if we call it a second home. Right. Yes. Only 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 investment property. Sorry. Good catch, Kim. Yeah. So we have loans where you can do an investment property and you need no income at all as long as you have your own primary residence. We can just do it based on the income of the property through an appraisal rent schedule. And then with that, if the rent schedule covers the mortgage payment, then you're in like a no-doc loan. We'll do a different podcast on that because I think that's a great program we need to go Mm -hmm. over with people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, not to discourage people because real estate is the very best investment you can make in your lifetime. Amen. Absolutely. I truly, truly believe that. So this isn't to scare people away, but it's kind of just to set the expectation because it's changed and it's Mm -hmm. different, especially, especially, especially the rate. Mm-hmm. right now and the rate probably is going to include points so it's a change in your closing costs right. so before people go willy-nilly out there and start making offers for second home or investment properties they need to know the true numbers for right sure. and they need to give us a call because the news is very scary right now especially yeah. when it comes to the housing market mm-hmm. so you know as they say not all the news is real news some of it's fake news so give us a mm-hmm. call and let mm-hmm. us go over mm-hmm. what the real guidelines are mm-hmm. so you yeah. don't have sticker shock when you get to the amen yeah. Time of pricing your loans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that wraps it up for this week's Mortgage Chicks with Hot Tips podcast. Don't forget, if you have any topics you'd like for us to discuss or any questions, we can be reached at mortgagechicks at vandykemortgage.com. Please follow us on our Facebook page, Mortgage Chicks with Hot Tips. And don't forget to like our page. And also, we're available where you listen to all your podcasts. (laughs) Oh, my God.